from the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. This is Dr. Shelton Smith, and this is Making a Difference. And we bring you greetings today right here from our studios at our international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord. We look forward to spending some time together five days a week right here on this station at this time. And we're so glad that you've joined us today. Yesterday, we began talking about some things related to a question in the Old Testament who hath despised the day of small things? Today, we're going to give you part two of that message on the day of small things. We'll get to it in just a moment. But first of all, let me remind you, we are at the midweek. This is Wednesday, and we look forward to getting to church tonight, and I trust that you will as well. There should be somewhere in your area a good gospel-preaching, Bible-believing church, and I encourage you to go in the midweek. Sunday morning and Sunday night, many, many of our good churches will be open, but midweek as well is a wonderful time for you to go and take your family and just get in on the things that the church has to offer to you. I hope that you'll do that starting tonight. Now, let's look at our message for today. In Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 10, the question is asked, For who hath despised the day of small things? And yesterday we looked at a number of things in the Bible that were just small items, but yet they played a great role. The little boy's lunch that Jesus commandeered, five loaves, two fishes, not much at all, but yet Jesus took that little lunch, blessed it, multiplied it, and fed many, many, many hundreds of people. That was, in fact, the kind of example that you and I can look at and say, wow, the Lord can do great things when we give him small things. You know, I look at some of the things in the Bible, like, for example, the three epistles of John right near the end of the Bible, 1 John, 2 John, 3 John, even the little book of Jude, the little book of Philemon in the New Testament, all of those just little tiny books, and yet every one of them have good things to offer to us, things that we ought to look at, take full note of, digest them fully, let them saturate us with their message. Little things do make a difference. There's a statement made in the book of Solomon in the Old Testament, chapter 2 and verse 15. That verse says, it's the little foxes that spoil the grapes. You walk through a place where grapes are growing, and if you're not careful, you'll step on the vines, you'll step on the grapes, and they're not worth anything once they've been mashed in the yard. So the little foxes come through, and they do damage real easily. You say, well, it's just a little fox, just a little animal. Yes, but they'll do damage. And you and I need to pay attention about the little things. I said to you yesterday, and I say here again, it's the details, the little things that often make the difference between success and failure. Let me look with you at a passage in the Proverbs, chapter 30 of the Proverbs, verse 24 and following says, There be four things which are little, there it is, four things that are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. So that's one thing. The little ants, you see them everywhere, and they are busy, they are industrious, they are doing what they need to do to prepare for the time whenever they will not be able to get out and about. And that is an illustration of little guys doing great things. The next one, verse 26, says, The conies 
are but a feeble folk, yet they make their houses in the rocks. Now, sometimes people confuse this term conies, and they think it's talking about a rabbit. And it is an animal that's somewhat like a rabbit. They make their homes in the rocks, and they're not a strong group at all. They're not animals that can survive amongst predators. They have to be very, very careful, and they're very alert, very diligent to protect themselves. And they put themselves in the fortress-like dwellings of the rocks, and they are thus protected. Little things, little animals, but they take good care. Then uh, verse 27 says, The locusts have no king, yet they go forth all of them by bands. The locusts do well because they swarm together. They may not be much, any one of them, but when you put them together in a band, in a large group, that's where they do well. Then the fourth thing, the spider taketh hold with her hands and is in king's palaces. Well, we all see the spider webs. We see that happening everywhere. And even in the palaces of the kings where royalty live, the spider manages to get in, manages to do well, manages to do what they need to do. Now, All of these illustrations, all four of them, are just saying these are little animals. These are little, little things. But yet they get in, they do what they need to do, and they survive generation after generation. And you and I need to understand little things can be, as this proverb says, exceeding wise. Let me give you some things that I think will help you to get hold of this principle of the little things and the day of small things. Number one, starting small is pretty standard. That's really where most of us start everything that we do. If you think that you've got to be the superintendent before that you are a worker, you're probably not thinking right. If you think you have to be in management before that you learn all of the ropes, just doing the dirty work of menial tasks, you're probably not thinking straight. The fact is we all have to start small. Sometimes when guys are starting new churches, they get discouraged because they have to start so small. But that's where everything begins. A small start is pretty standard. Second principle here, small matters do matter whether it be a good thing or a bad thing. For instance, sometimes people will talk about the little lies that they tell. Well, lies, even though they be little in our eyes, may not be little at all. They, in fact, can do great damage simply because we fudged on the truth. It's like a little theft. We can do a little bit and really say, well, it's not all that big a deal. Well, it is a big deal whenever we steal, whether it's small or large, Little matters do matter. And let's look now at another principle here that I think we need to plug in. Number three, starting small doesn't mean staying small. For instance, your children are very tiny when they're born. You don't want them to stay that way. You want them to grow. You want them to develop. And as they develop, they grow into maturity and they become full stature adults. The same thing would be true about your church. There's nothing wrong with it being small and starting small, but what you want to do is to see some growth in your church. Now, don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that your church is under any quota as to what the numbers need to be. And if your church is a small church, it can still be a great church if it will do the right things. And that is just a principle, a fact of the matter, and I think a truth of Scripture. There are no numerical quotas on a church. We start small, 
but we don't want to stay exactly where we are. We want to grow because we want to see people saved. We want to see lives changed. We want to see people come to the Savior. All of that simply means that we're going to grow and the numbers will increase somewhat, if not in great numbers. Now, number four, we're talking about the small things. Number four, small doesn't mean insignificant. You know, I cross the Golden Gate Bridge, or I cross the Sunshine Skyway down in Florida. Those great bridges, I mean, you can just stop and look at them and be enamored by them. And yet I remember up in the mid-Atlantic going out on a little fishing expedition, and there came a place where that we crossed a little inlet, and there was a drawbridge, a little tiny drawbridge, and we crossed it, just two lanes of traffic going across that little drawbridge. I mean, I could have thrown a baseball across it and had plenty of arm left to throw it even further. You say, well, it's just a little inlet and a little bridge. Yes, but it kept me from having to swim across the inlet. You understand? That little bridge played a big role for me that day. You and I need to understand that small doesn't mean insignificant. Sometimes you'll see people carrying a small gun. Well, it's just a small gun, but it's not insignificant. It's not a big military piece of equipment, but it is something that if it got pointed at you, you'd know that it's significant and you don't want them pulling the trigger on you. Small doesn't mean insignificant. And let me say number five, small is sometimes a false perception. Sometimes people say, well, that's just a little thing when it's not a little thing at all. We look at that sometimes during the election process when people are going to the polls and voting. I hear people say, well, it's just one vote. It's just one vote. Well, listen, I can give you some details about where one vote counted a lot. And that means you and I need to take very seriously the small things. Small sometimes gets pushed to the back burner as though it doesn't matter. Well, dear friend, it does matter. Here's another principle. Number six, small is often a piece of a much larger puzzle. Sometimes you look at what you do and you say, well, that doesn't matter all that much. But what if all 100 people in your church said that? What if everybody said, well, my little part doesn't matter? Well, it does matter. You say, well, my tithe is just a little amount. Yeah, but what if we all put something in the offering plate? You say, well, I'm just doing this little bit at church. What if we all did just a little bit? What if we all pitch in? What if we all do what we can do? Small can be a piece of a much larger picture. And if your church does all that it should do, all of us will do our little bit. Principle number seven, small can be the stepping stone to much larger things. You remember Jesus taught us to be faithful. He said, if you'll do what you need to do now, I can make you ruler over many, many more things than what you have done. That simply means that we need to take seriously our stewardship of our responsibilities, our stewardship of the opportunities that the Lord gives to us. And when we take that seriously, then we are setting ourselves in place where that some much larger things may come to us. Now, let me just simply say, I started yesterday and opened today reminding you that small things do matter. That question in Zechariah, who hath despised the day of small things? Dear friend, what you have may be small, but if you will use it and commit it to the Lord, like you ought to commit it to the Lord, He will bless you. It may be small, but His blessing will make it significant. Now, you and I are small in comparison to God. Let's don't ever forget, we're just one little human being. We're not in any shape, form, or fashion 
to be compared to God. We may find ourselves so small in our own eyes that we don't even compare well to other people. Other people may be bigger. They may be stronger. They may be more powerful. They may have more resources than we have. All of that we have to deal with. We have to live with that. And I'm just simply saying, don't give up on yourself because you are a small person. Don't quit just because what you are doing seems to be a small matter. We're all small in comparison to God. We're all small in comparison to some other human being. But God never expects us to do what He does, and He never expects us to do what other people do. He does expect us to do our part the part that he has assigned to us. And when you and I live clean, that's a part we can play. Whenever you and I go to church, that's a part we can play. When you and I decide we're going to serve the Lord in some capacity, that's a part we can play. When you and I witness to somebody about the Savior, that's a part we can play. Whenever we give to the Lord's work, that's something we all can do. And dear friends, let me just simply say, instead of saying, oh, I want to do something great, I want to do something great, we've got to just start with the little things. And if you'll start where you are with the little things, you'll find yourself progressing toward greater things as you go. So who has despised the day of small things? It should not be me and you. We ought to put a priority and an understanding that little things do matter. So God bless you for being along today. I appreciate so much you joining us as many days as you possibly can. And I hope that you'll find time to write me a note and let me know that you hear the broadcast. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith. P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. Or if you choose to use email, the address there is radio at swordofthelord.com. I look forward to being right back here again tomorrow, and I trust that you'll join me at this time on this station. And God bless you now. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now.